Hello, everyone. Sorry, I am here. We are. <clears throat> All right, I'm letting Dusty in. Then I'll do my hellos. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, hello. How are you? Oh, I'm well. How are you? It's like Not I bad. Um, Long time no talk. Yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Um, can I tell you a secret that's not really that secret? Yeah, tell me that. Uh, I got the newer, like, the AirPod 2 Pro whatever shenanigans. And, uh, they've got, like, the noise canceling, and it's so weird to talk with them in. Because, <laughs> uh, like, I can barely hear myself. It's very isolation chamber sounding. It's super weird. Has nothing to do with anything. I just... I think this is the first time we've done the podcast since I bought them and talking with them in. All I can hear is me and it's, it's weird. <laughs> well, um, thank you everyone for tuning in uh, to Dusty and I once again, I being Robbie Rapol, to the Let's Talk About Feelings show on the Reinventing Network. Uh, and we always like to give a thanks to Guy and Gabe and everyone on the reinventing team that makes uh, that has has it, you know, this this place for us to go to do something tattooers don't typically do, which is talk about feelings. Um, when it comes to me and Dusty, we definitely talk about feelings a lot, <laughs> um, yeah. even outside of the show, uh, because we're always going through feelings and we uh we tend to use each other as nice sounding boards um, when we're going through some things, it seems, uh, with our with our lives. So, you know, it's been nice. But um, today, we were going to talk some about health and fitness. Yeah. Which, uh, in and of itself, is not actually a feeling. But there's a, a heck of a lot of feelings that surround it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think as tattoo artists, we especially feel those feelings. Yeah. Um, and hold on. Having sedentary positions uh, that we, you know, we're typically sitting a lot, a lot, a lot. A yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of feelings that go into it. I'm on a very positive uh, physical health journey right now uh, where I got a lot of feelings throughout all this shit. And I know you said something to me earlier on the phone. What was it? Um, I haven't let myself go, but I haven't let myself stay either. Yeah, I'm, def I'm definitely not staying. Um, I stand by that sentiment. Uh, every once in a while, we'll play that fun game of 
go back through Facebook or Instagram and show people old photos. Oh, this is what I looked like a decade ago. Isn't it crazy? And uh, it's funny because people will show me these phases and they come and go, oh, here's when I had long ass blue hair. Here's when I was really into, you know, dressing like a, a horse rider, or a jockey or, you know, whatever, like just the weirdest stuff. And mine is like, if you were to take like third grade me to like 38 year old me, it's like, here's when I had short hair and black shirts and vans. At some point, I think Chuck's. Uh, I didn't, I didn't get contacts until a couple years ago. There's that, but it's pretty much the same thing. And, uh, so it's just definitely very funny that I've been very similar, but I was, we were playing that game recently and while going through and really looking at that stuff, uh, me, when I worked at the last job, but also part-time at a gym and I had a little more free time was in like really good shape i think you and i were i like showed you a photo or two of that you showed me a photo and of i'm like, like 500 something pounds yeah uh dusty at like tattooing 10 hours a day five six days a week not quite in that shape so uh i've made a resolve to try and work out a little more uh i'm in my basement as we speak and there's a neat art desk and there's stuff around me in that room right there is legit like a whole bench dumbbells a treadmill a bike like there's so much stuff right there i have no excuse i sleep 10 yards away from fitness equipment uh so yeah i need i need to also get on that for sure yeah man it's um it's different for me because you know i'm 42 so i got a couple years on you we have the baby and you know this and i think i've told this story on here before that two days or a day like the day the baby came home i was in the hospital because my blood pressure went nuts and i was having vertigo shit and um it was like 220 over 120 blood pressure it was like really Oof. really depressing. yeah um and so that was over a year ago right so zen is 15 months old so now here we are fucking almost a year and a half later I'm on my 10th week of being back at the gym. So as much as I said, like, I really need to like get healthy for my kids and my family and my businesses and all that. I still dicked around on it for almost a year. I mean, for, you know, almost a year and a half. Uh, and it took me paying quite a few thousands of dollars in securing the trainer and, taking all these blood tests and doing all this wacky shit. And then he had me injecting fucking testosterone replacement and fucking semaglutide. And then I went to a local doctor and he was like, bro, that's going to do this to you. And I was like, I don't want that. Cause like, I didn't know injecting testosterone replacement shuts down your free testosterone. So if you're watching yeah. this and you're, and you're thinking about doing that, make sure that you're okay with never, ever being able to produce testosterone on your own again. Um, my whole thing is I want to get healthy. I want to get, and like health is, you know, mental, physical, spiritual, you know, it's not yes. just, it's not just, you know, uh, the, what are we Eastern or Western medicine? We're, we're Western medicine. We're yeah. Western. Yeah. So it's not just like the Western medicine way of looking at it where, you know, like, Hey, let's get you healthy by the doctor's standards. I'm working towards all the different levels, 
right? So if I'm doing a lot of meditation and I'm doing a lot of fucking shadow work and deep work and doing all the things I'm trying to do to get myself better, why the fuck wouldn't I want to get myself physically healthy as well? Um, and so <clears throat> why would I want to get on something that I have to depend on forever if I don't have to? So I went to this local dude who's a functional physician. I've never heard of that term before, but apparently it's, I mean, just by meeting with him, he's kind of like a health life coach. So like, yeah. he helps you figure out what your goals are and how to get there the most naturally, if that's your case and if that's what you want. Um, but he always tries to suggest the most natural method first. And he's like, yeah, man, it shuts down your free testosterone. And like, you know, maybe we could bring it back without, uh, you know, bringing your levels back up to normal without overdoing. And he says, I'm not really super stressed about these numbers, but they are kind of low. So like, let's see if we can get you moving. So like, man, it was, it was, it's been a weird journey. There's a lot of feelings around that. Cause like, I didn't want to hit myself with needles. There was a lot of panic that ensued before doing it every time. Donna couldn't help me because she has a really big phobia with needles. So, you know, now I'm fucking injecting a needle like this long into my fucking leg. Oof. Yeah. Um, and it was like a 22 gauge so or, or or 20 gauge. So it wasn't like super big, but like it still wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Um, so it was very uncomfortable for me. And so now I'm just, wow, I'm taking the long way around here. <laughs> I'm just really glad I have this doctor now that is helping me like get my health together. Um, and I have this trainer who's also doing the same and like he's a he's a virtual trainer and he's got me on this app and I'm like in the gym on the app tracking everything so like he's got us tracking our fucking you know measuring ourselves physically with the measuring tape he's got us checking our weight he's got us taking pictures so like dude he's given us all these different ways to track ourselves he has me tracking my workouts he has us tracking our food he's got us intermittent fasting so like I've done all of this work in the past fucking like you know nine ten weeks yeah throw a couple large sessions of tattoo in there and a vasectomy um that shit's been fucking lots of feelings, <laughs> dude. <laughs> i've been hating it and that was one of the things i told him when we had one of our meetups i was like bro i've really hated this like i've been mad at you i've been like wanting to say no but this dude that trained me back in the day, he always used to say, you're only cheating yourself. And I can't get that out of my head when I'm in the gym um, or when I'm when I'm thinking about it. And it's like when my gout's acting up, like, dude, you want to get healthy? Like, let's let's give our gout the least amount of ways to come in and fuck with us. Let's give the blood pressure the least amount of ways to fucking spike. Um, let's get the fucking sugar levels the least amount of ways to getting you to having you inject yourself with diabetes medicine like you know, I was pre-diabetic too. That was one thing that I don't even like saying out loud because it feels gross to say because I was so proud that I wasn't there. Um, but now I'm like, fuck, I need to take care of myself. Otherwise, Zen maybe will get 20 years with me. Yeah. You know? Like I want him to have 40 or 50 years with me, you know, and me with him, you know? So like, fuck, dude, I got to get myself healthy for that. And then Donna, she's 10 years younger than me. You know, Jaden's 22. So like, man, I just, I want to get as much time with these people as I can. And it's the weirdest thing to say, because I've been so like burnt out on the concept of love since my second divorce over five years ago. Uh, 
And I'm like, dude, fucking like, when are you going to stop letting that hurt you and just move on? And like, so it's weird. I've kind of fallen into this place where like, my why is my family. Like I want to spend time with them because nothing on this earth really fucking matters. So like you have to make what's important to you be the thing that matters or the things that matter. So like, since work doesn't really matter and you know, like cars and clothes and money and hoes don't really matter. Like what really fucking matters in this world? Oh shit, my family, like I've never really found this. Like Jaden's always been a driving force for me, right? But like, I haven't always thought of it. Like I can't risk being not with these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wanna be with them as long as possible. So that's that's what's led me down my like really like, stringent health journey now but like it's it's fun and it's annoying and i think you know what i mean when i say that oh yeah um <clears throat> i love running i not i used to not love running i used to love cycling and i had a back surgery and i couldn't cycle um and i was very begrudging about the fact that i was gonna have to start running because i didn't want to um but what ended up yeah, right? happening like I, you didn't want to and you know it's for yeah, you like who can i, I kind of ended up with this i'm fucking me over damn it i kind of ended up falling in love with it but when i'm running i like running when i'm done running and i have the sense of accomplishment and i did it i love running when I have to go run in 15 minutes, I fucking hate running. Uh, even now, even years later, I've done half marathons. I've done medaled stuff and like organized races. I still hate that shit. Because um, I, I know it's coming and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then you do it and you're like, oh, I, I actually like this. Um, so I definitely get that. I think the big thing with me personally, something that you said that really <laughs> struck the right nerve with me. Um, in the right way was the idea that you have to figure out your why, but you have to figure out like what, okay, so what does that look like? And there's a lot of people I know that like really view health and fitness, even beyond the whole idea of being like emotionally healthy and, you know, mentally well and all that, uh, just health and fitness, health and fitness as I have to diet, I have to exercise, I have to lift these weights, I have to do this. And it's kind of like, it's the same thing as when people are like, oh, self-care is bubble baths and buying yourself shit. And it's like, right. why? Why does it have to be? Um, what, does fit box. what does fitness look like to you? I know a girl who, uh, this was like, God, this had to be almost a decade, maybe longer ago that like, she was not so overweight that it was like, we're going to cut off, you know, your fucking foot kind of diabetic, but like, she was pretty hefty gal. And, uh, that was the nicest way I could have worded that, by the way. Hefty gal. God. Uh, she, she, was, she, was, she was definitely overweight. And uh, she didn't want to do that shit. So she just started eating a little bit better, like monitoring, hey, I'm going to cook at home. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Uh, but not being like, I have to measure every macro and all that. And, uh, you know, if she wanted a snack here and there, she would do a snack. She just wouldn't overdo it. And uh, she just started walking around her neighborhood. And I think at first it was like a half a mile a day. And I think it eventually became a couple miles a day. And she legit went from like 
I'm going to say she's my height, maybe a hair shorter, like somewhere in like the 5'9 to 5'11. She was a taller girl, but she went from what I'm going to guess was probably like 250, 260 to like a buck 60. Like she probably lost 100 pounds. And it was legit just off of like, I'm going to put in my headphones and walk and keep myself moving and try and sweat a little bit and just eat better and try and be mindful of when I eat. But there was no specific, I have to go to this gym. I have to join Weight Watchers. I have to do all of these things. Um, and I know some people that like, oh, I gave up soda and I lost 30 pounds. I know other people that are like, I run every day. I measure every single thing that I eat. I do HelloFresh and I only cook this and I only cook that. And they only lost like five pounds, but they feel healthier. They know that levels are down. Um, I know a big thing, it tends to be, from what I have seen uh, more female involved, that there's a lot of illnesses that just kind of stop you. You know, like I know it's like not uncommon with women like PCOS and those kind of things that it causes, you can be the healthiest person out there. You can eat right. You can exercise, you can do this, this, and this, and you just don't really lose weight. You're healthier. You could go jog a mile without dying, which is awesome. But like physically, it doesn't look like you're slim, Uh, Mm -hmm. which isn't the biggest thing on earth. Some of the healthiest people I know, look kind of husky uh and it's you know it's not fat it's power uh cross joke from a movie but like people that are (laughs) they're strong there was a a thing that pink like the singer pink did where she put out a photo of herself and uh what her weight was and people's like that there's no way uh you're heavier than that and she's like i'm not uh i'm fucking strong like she does all the aerial yoga stuff where she's like dangling from ropes and all that she's like i'm just strong and i still like to eat and drink here and there so there's a nice little layer of padding over the strong and i don't look ripped i just look kind of thick but like this is what i actually weigh and this is how strong i am um which all of this is just a roundabout way of to saying you know the same way people would find their self-care and their version of self-love or their love language like you have to find your workout language and for some people it's i want to be jacked i want to have the biggest belly and look like those dudes that like throw kegs and shit for other people it's oh i just want to be really skinny i don't care about having musculature i just want people to be able to play my ribs like a xylophone um for some people it's just the ability to i think this is a funny one um back in the day i had an apartment that was at the very top of some very steep stairs and uh i had begun dating jessica at this time and she had made a joke about the first couple weeks that we dated she would have to walk up and then like just hang out for 60 seconds before knocking on my door because she was like oh i was out of breath and like starting to sweat um and so when she started really and the funny thing is she's like a certified yoga instructor and has gone through a lot of health and wellness journey stuff um and learned so much and it's cool but it was you know at this time somebody who's like stairs that was that was the the fitness goal was like to walk up a big ass flight of steep stairs and not sweat um you know uh, mine for the longest time when i got into running was just to be able to run one mile without having to stop and walk. And then it kind of became, okay, I want to run a mile in under this time. And then it became a 5k and then it became a half marathon and it, it evolved, but it was never about, Oh, I have to be this number on the scale or, Oh, I have to, 
be able to lift this exact much. It was just like, oh, I want to push myself. I want to do better. Um, I want to not, you know, I've I've thankfully not had much issues with this in my life, but I know a lot of more overweight people that have really bad heartburn issues when they lie down because there's just so much weight pushing on them that they like start to like get issues with that. I was like, I just want to feel generally healthy. I don't want to die at 50. I want to be able to run a mile. Um, you know, I don't want to break out into sweats going up a flight of stairs. It was, it was more centered around just quality of life yeah, than a number on a scale or a certain amount of reps at a certain weight or anything. And uh, I wish, I think it's gotten better over the years actually, but I still wish it was more better that the fitness world subscribed to a better policy of like you're saying with you, your guy of, Hey, let's figure out what this looks like to you. Let's figure out what your goals are. Let's figure that out. Versus back in the day, it used to be like, all right, you want to lose weight and get ripped. So here we go. You know, buy this thing. broccoli, do these exercises. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is how it has to look. And these are the results that have to happen versus the amount of people I know now that really are just like, oh, I just go for a walk every night. Maybe I don't lose weight, but I don't gain weight and I feel healthy. And it's nice to know that if the chips fell in a bad way and you had to run from someone that you're not immediately going to fall over and just die. Uh, you know, if you're at work and something kind of heavy falls over that you can catch it and put it back up versus, right. you know, that, oh man, that weighs more than 10 pounds. I'm hosed. Uh, just general health and wellness. And especially in the industry that we're in. Yeah. Um, Man, it goes so far. Uh, I used to work with, you know, Joey Brenner. Uh, he, that little shit, uh, and I say that little shit from a place of love, would run, like I would run every day at that time. Uh, and I was to the point where like, I was doing four or five miles a day at like an eight thirty nine minute pace average, like pretty freaking good. He was running five miles a day every day at like a six minute pace. <laughs> he's tiny but he also weighs like a buck 20 so it was easier for him to pull off so then covid comes everything gets shut down we're all kind of stuck i live by all these bike paths and forests and stuff i go running and i get to the point where i'm doing a 10k every day 6.2 miles um like an eight minute pace average i'm like killing it especially for somebody a little bit taller a little bit chubbier I'm crushing it. And I texted him, I think on like the third or fourth day in a row, I was like, Hey man, it's, I did it all week. I think it's going to become a habit, but I'm, I'm up where you're at. I'm doing five, six miles a day. And this fucking shit has the, the audacity to respond to me. Oh, I've been doing 10 a day. Um, just casually. <laughs> he's like, yeah, man, I got real bored. I stepped it up. I've been running 10 miles a day. And for him at his pace, that's like 10 miles in one hour. That's insanity. Wow. Yeah, that's um, nothing like that. I can give an hour away to fucking exercise and like. Yeah, and that's why an that's that's why the dude stays, you know, 120 pounds. Uh, he's fat, and we we did a couple runs at that shop where we got other people from the shop to go. Like Hip went with us, Trusty went with us. Um, my favorite was we got one time for Beck to go, and man, she would make it like a quarter mile and start like wheezing and huffing, and she's like, "I think I have asthma," and we're like, "No, I just think you've never run." Um, but like she she trooped it out we had to walk most of it but she did it but we would do these and like even at the best where we had the best people that could run good everybody was falling in line 
we were hitting a good pace. You could see in Joey's eyes who just ran 10 miles that morning and then tattooed all day. It was just like, this is fucking slow as shit. Like, uh, um, <laughs> but it was cool. It was, it was something that I've heard other shops are starting to do more that they're like, Hey, let's all go jog together. Let's all wake up and go to the gym together. I think everybody's getting on that. Uh, and this is all the loop back to say the reason I brought up Joey specifically. Uh, he, he was very, I couldn't tell you the exact verbiage that he used, but it was something akin to like, oh man, yoga's fruity. But uh, he was like, like something like that. He's like, ah, that's for sissies. But he's like, I started doing it. And he's like, dude, my back doesn't hurt. I feel so much better. And it was funny how quickly a lot of tattoo artists did come around on like, it may be goofy. It may not be our style, but like, not waking up like this trying to make a fist slowly and get my shoulders to expand is also super cool uh and the quality of life what's that i do yoga with adrian at home and like she is the non-tattooiest like non-badassiest yoga teacher and it's the best because like it helps me laugh at myself and not take myself too seriously and like just chill and do something nice for me different, you know, but, but like also self-love, but yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh no. I, I, that was pretty much the end of the thought I will ask. And this is uh related, unrelated, you know, it's going in a funny direction. Did you ever get into pro wrestling at all? I feel like you were the right age in the nineties that you probably at least knew of its existence. I watched it. Um, it was cool to me. Yeah. I didn't so, get super into it, but I watched it enough. Do you remember Diamond Dallas Page? Mm-hmm. Uh, that DDP dude yoga. does yoga. DDP yoga. That's where yeah. I was going. I actually yeah. bought it. And oh, uh, it's, it's great. It was not cheap, but it is great. And the way that he handles it, it's if you are listening to this and you are a tattoo artist or not, if you're just somebody who's like, man, I'd really like to maybe treat my body better. And you kind of act in a tattoo artist manner you know kind of a bro or whatever um he even jokingly calls it he's like this isn't yoga this is broga um it's very okay so he he breaks all of all of the moves are definitely he gives them different names and the way he says it he's like all right you want to body slam someone you got to be able to stretch them real high so we're gonna warn you too and get it to where you can lift big and tall and he's like He's talking very much more the way that your dad would be interested in doing yoga after drinking yeah. a beer and working on the old Buick. And he's, oh, hey, you know, like it, it's, it speaks to Joe Everyman in a way that you don't feel like it's pretentious or goofy. Um, and he has like a video that comes with it. It's like maybe a five minute video, but it's all little stuff you can do lying down. And it's for when you wake up every day that you, okay, now we're going to move this. Now we're going to move this. Then we turn this, we do this. And it's just how to get out of bed already feeling like stretched out and awake. Hmm. Um, there's, there's some pretty cool stuff that comes with it. And uh, it really is initially geared towards if you're in shape and you want to learn yoga, skip to like DVD three. The first two are all filled for people who are like, Hey, I weigh 350 pounds. I can barely pick something up off the floor. My body's completely fucked. I had my knees replaced. I will never be flexible. And it's like, no, it's going to take time. But like, it's, it's really restorative. It's really good for the body. It's really geared towards people whose bodies are already pretty fucked. So it's like, 
again for tattoo artists it's ideal it's like hey this 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 is for people who are already pretty wrecked uh teaches a lot of self-preservation he does talk while doing it he'll be very like oh man remember that time i beat vader in japan uh hey did you know that there's a lot of sugar and fruits so maybe eat vegetables instead like he'll throw in these little tidbits about like processed foods and leaving them out and like you can tell that he's very into the yoga philosophy, but he's got to pick and choose when he slips it in because this is geared towards wrestling fans um, with broken bodies. I do wor- worked in the factories in Detroit in the nineties and shit. Um, but it's it's pretty cool to even just look up a couple videos on Instagram or YouTube and see how it all runs. But that's what I bought, and it actually helped a lot. Um, and I have fallen a little out of favor with it. I need to get back into it better. Uh, I've been getting back into the jogging and the lifting more and stuff, but I need to do that too. Cause I am definitely feeling certain days more than others where like we did that flash sale where I tattooed from 11 AM to 3 AM the next day. And granted that's a long day, but I mean, I'm like sitting up and I'm trying to like, you know, get that back. And I can't, I'm like, like, will please grab my arms and just push them towards <laughs> each other. Help, help me break my body back into being able to function. Um, so it's it's super one worth looking up if you're listening to this and you're a tattoo artist and you don't want oh man yoga that's fruity that's for sissies like check that one out it might help you ease into it a little better and if you want sissy yoga yoga with adrian makes me and my sissy heart happy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no because seriously i i like that she's so soft and like just kind and just not your average tattoo person that like, I think it, for me, I've been trying to tap into my divine feminine way more over the years. Uh, so I think it's nice when I'm in a situation where I typically get mad because it hurts. You got this nice woman saying smile. And I'm like, fuck, I don't want to smile. You dumb bitch. And now I'm smiling because she's making me smile. And then I'm cussing at her in my head. Then I'm laughing. Like you can't talk to Adrian like that. Like, it's like talking to my Aunt Lucille with disrespect. She's a saint. You like you just don't do it, you know? So like, <laughs> it's just, it's really interesting. But one of the things I want to circle back to where you were talking about at the beginning, when you were like, what um, my, my workout regimen should look like this, my diet should look like this. Um, I can't remember the exact words you said, but, or I like, I need to this, to do this. And this thing kept popping up in my head where, I need to love it is one of my necessaries. Absolutely. Exercise. Um, It goes back to me trying to get healthy over the years because, you know, it's always a struggle because sometimes you have it really good. Sometimes you lose it. And um, fucking uh, I will I will quickly interject while you're on that note, because this is just a quick whatever. It is insanely fucked that it takes like six months to build what you can lose in like four weeks of not working out that is bullshit yeah and it's it's hard because you'll be like man i really stayed on the ball for a whole year and lost 30 pounds and i can do 50 push-ups without breaking a sweat and i can do all this and then you have like one month of travel and donuts and you're like i gained 80 pounds and uh i'm i'm just screwed bro i've been there so many times uh i fucking hate it man um, and that's why I'm coming off it again. But like that, that shit with my blood pressure really made me realize like, dude, do you want to be around for your baby or you want to make Donna a single mom? Like, get your shit together, buddy. 
So I kind of had to put myself there. And then I kind of had to like really get myself out of all the weirdness that I was in. But um, one of my favorite authors and podcasters, Lewis House, um, he made this podcast called The School of Greatness. Um, and I loved that podcast. I listened to it a lot, a lot, a lot when I was traveling alone a lot and I was driving a lot. Uh, and I was listening to a bunch of different dudes. He was one of the initial guys I found when I wanted to kill myself and was afraid to tell people about it. Um, he's one of the ones that I Googled how to be happy and I found Brendan Burchard and then Lewis Howes was shortly thereafter. So those two, are, those two dudes are always gonna be very special to me because they helped me get my mental wellness back on track. Like right after Ink Master, when I should have like really appreciated and loved my life, I was in the biggest depression I've been in for a very long time. Um, but Lewis Howes says, find a workout plan you love and stick to it. And that, that's always stuck with me. So like, that's why like, do you need to love it is important. And it is like, you need to be healthy. But now with my new trainer, I'm realizing you can also do this intermittent fasting thing, which I really like. Because like it, it's awful for the first week and then it's amazing. Dude, it's I, I enjoy it because <laughs> we don't fucking eat till late anyway. Right. And see, that's so like, that's why I hate it for the first week, because I do in the morning. I love to before tattooing, wake up, either walk or jog, do some push-ups and sit-ups, like get mentally and physically healthy. That in my brain I know that if I go in at noon and shit just spirals out of control and I'm done tattooing and it's nine o'clock at night and I don't, it's dark and I don't want to do all this that I already did it. And if I get to go on a walk in the evening too, you know, every Monday we do the podcast, I'm going to go out on another walk. I actually might jog today because it's finally cooling off outside a little bit, but like I can do that, but I know if I got it done in the morning, I'm good. And right. after I do that, I always like to, it's something healthy. Like I'll do an Atkins shake or I'll, throw like a banana and some spinach and some peanut butter and milk and stuff and then make a smoothie. But like, I need some sort of, after that I'm starving. See, and for a while there, when I was at aisle nine with Joey and stuff, we would do the intermittent fasting together. We wouldn't eat till two. I would wake up, jog, do crunches, do all this stuff. He would do the same. We'd get to the shop at 11 and by like 1130, we're both just like, dude, I'm so hungry. When two hit and we would take a break and eat, it was golden. And then we would eat it again at like eight before we left. And like two to eight was our window. I would feel good. But in the morning I was freaking starving. And after about a week, it chilled out. My body went into that mode. Things were better. But at first, like, man, I can't run and do that stuff and not just be starving afterwards. See, it's weird. So that's one of the reasons why I like having my coach. Cause I, you know, one of the things that I was mad at him about was the way that he coaches. Uh, you know, in the first couple of weeks going through it, you know, when you're looking for somebody to get mad at because it hurts, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like, man, this fucking guy, he, he lives in a different place and he's got me doing this shit on a fucking app. But like when we talked, because <laughs> I'm used to like having my trainer there with me. So I was thinking of it from a different standpoint, which was why I wasn't getting anywhere because I was doing things the same, but it wasn't working anymore. But like this dude when we got on our first meeting, um, like after working out for a while and doing the diet and everything, he's like, he's like, I was like, man, Donna's not eating. And he's like, well, that's good. She's, she can fast. And I was like, wait, what? 
And then he started going into intermittent fasting. He's like, dude, I'm on like 24 hour fast right now. And I fucking on my second workout of the day, like I'm crushing the game. And I'm like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, man, you can do it. You know, as long as you get your, your proper fucking calories and proteins and everything in, um, you know, in your feeding window, you're good. But also, you know, between him and my, my functional physician, they both were talking about the benefits of fucking intermittent fasting. And then my, my doc was like, yo, a 72 hour fast is a really great thing for your body. And I think I'm going to try one of those. I just did a 62 hour fast, um, over the weekend. Yeah. I, uh, I was pretty good with it, man. Um, I, I have a hard time with the ritual of eating. Okay. The ritual of eating with the family. It's family time. I come from a Cuban Italian family. So like dinner time was always a thing we did together. Uh, and I really love that, especially having, you know, Jaden's two friends living at the house, you know, it's, it's a full house and it feels nice to just sit at the table and connect with humans and talk about your day and your goals and your life and whatever, or just sit and watch TV and eat food with the family, like, um, or just eat food because it's a ritual that I like doing and I like not being hungry. Um, so there's so many reasons to want to eat, but like when I think, Hey man, you're doing this for yourself and you enjoy this, but like you're enjoying the challenge too. Cause like, I love challenging myself. So now I'm like in this deep challenge state where I'm like, I've got nothing to fight because I'm fighting myself. So like if my brain wants to go to anger or frustration or fight, yeah, fuck it. We're just not eating. So let's not be mean to no one because we might be fucking hangry um, or, mm. you know, uh, you know, this is a cool challenge that I'm enjoying. And like Donna gets it. So like we get to talk about it. So I'm like, yo, I'm thinking about breaking fast. She, and she'll ask questions like, do you need to, um, you know, uh, you know, you can fast again tomorrow. Uh, you, you know, it don't, don't hurt yourself. You know, what are your limits? Like we, we always check each other in those aspects. So it's really nice to have that partner with me. Cause my trainer, I got him on a black Friday deal for half price. And then he told me I'll, I'll coach you and Donna also. So like, I got it, you know, for half price each. So it was really nice. cool. Like, you know, buy one, get one free at half price. So it was really dope. So like she's jumped in with me and even, and like, I have to remember that she doesn't go full balls into certain things the way I do. Um, you know, she quit two jobs and moved from Philly to the middle of Indiana to live with me. And I was basically almost homeless at that point. Cause I wasn't even working <laughs> hardly ever. And I, my bills were at such a low, I was like getting in this weird minimalist stage and she didn't care about all the baggage I came with and my 17 year old kid. And like, she didn't give a fuck dog. She was here for the whole ride. Um, but I wasn't like, I was very closed off when with moving forward and like loving her and allowing myself to be loved because I had just been hurt from my second divorce. So like, and the reason why I bring that up is she manages love differently than I manage my physical fitness. When I get a plan, I'm a monster. I go for it. I fucking get it. I get the fucking target. Like right now, my target is at least six months being consistent with the gym, um, being consistent with a diet. And now the intermittent fasting, I really like it. Uh, just giving myself at least six months to get to a place where if I start to, to slump a little bit and do three days a week, I'm still healthy. You know, or yeah. if I 
two, two, three days in the gym and then three days or two days yoga in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm finding my like we've talked about this before, my mental wellness plan or my 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 wellness plan. Sorry, not mental wellness, overall wellness. Um, what is my mental health regimen look like? What does my physical health regimen look like? What does my uh, diet regimen look like? What does my self-love and self-care look like? Um, what is my grace with self? Where am I at with that? Um, where are my relationships feeling like? Am I feeling hurt or am I feeling discouraged? You know what I'm saying? I have a lot that goes into my yeah. wellness plan. And when I let that wellness plan go, it's like I don't water my lawn. You know what I'm saying? And I stop fucking mowing it. And then, and and I think we all get there. You haven't let yourself go, but you haven't let yourself stay, right? Like mm-hmm. there's certain things you need to pick up on. So, you know, you can, you can get to a balanced area. And like something I saw on the internet today, I've been having inflammation issues. So it really hit me because gout is inflammation issues. Yeah. And even though I've been back at the gym and getting my diet, wrangled in i'm still having inflammation issues and this thing said uh inflammation can be like the universe telling you you're out of balance so okay cool i'm doing all this healthy stuff but what am i not balancing with that you know what i'm saying yeah so that's an interesting concept to take on but it's like it's so much more of a whole w-h-o-l-e and holistic approach like you have to look at the whole wellness spectrum and then like how can i do this with as little pharmaceuticals and intervention as possible okay what intervention do i need is it good enough for a coach and you know a functional physician or do i need a team of doctors because i'm fucked um can i get back Hmm. on board and i'm really fucked but i got ddp yoga and i can figure out you know diet programs that work and yeah because i don't like to call it diet but diet is just your regular nutrition intake you know, so oh, like, yeah. what what is your food plan if you don't want to call it diet? Because like it's got to be sustainable forever. And if it's not, then how do you make it that way? Because like it's important to get on a program that you can stick with that keeps you to your optimal health rating. <laughs> yeah. Based on your wellness goals, right? No, I get that. And it's, it's something that I like that I brought up earlier because you kind of said the right phrase and you said it again and it really brings it up again. And it kind of triggered some other memories in my head that I was like, oh, that's important for this, that you were like, what does it look like to you? But you also brought up that you're like, if I do it this way, that on weeks that I can't, oh, now I'm only doing it three, three days a week instead, that that's still healthy. And that's just the biggest thing that I always push for with people when they do this sort of stuff, because um, I used to coach move to lose at the Y and stuff like that, which really was my way of getting like a free Y membership by working for them a few days a week, like literally like four hours a week. But I got like a paycheck. For a, it was forcing me to be there and it got me a free membership because the downtown Dayton Y is like this five story building with an indoor track and pools and all this crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, but like it's also like $60 a month. So I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to pay $60 a month. And they give me a check for like $40 every two weeks. But I actually really liked as somebody who at one point in time was over 300 pounds, I liked helping other people do that. Um, Because I had lost a shit ton of weight. And I like, I like the idea of helping people do that. But I really pushed with them that like, 
you do not have to do a hundred pushups a day. You do not have to run five miles every day. You do not have to do all this. You need to find what works for you and your schedule and allow yourself the grace to know that not every day, you know, in the last month, uh, Boise, Portland, Akron, Florida, flash sale. Like I haven't had as much time to do that stuff. And I love jogging, pushups, crunches, squats, because no matter where you are, you can do it in some capacity. Uh, I mean, I was in your living room doing them in the morning before anybody got up kind of thing. Like it still works. I didn't run this time because it was like fucking 110 degrees out and I didn't want to die. But uh, it's one of those things where like, find what works for you never be upset if it doesn't always work to plan, but have kind of more broad goals. I want to be healthy. I want to be able to do this. I'd like to work out at least three times a week. I'd like to know that everything isn't always going to be perfect. Cause I used to see this stuff and move to lose where these people would come in super nice people, very out of shape, very overweight move to lose was kind of the, like, things are bad. Uh, I need help kind of why work out. Uh, it wasn't like, oh, you know, come take my CrossFit class or like, oh, you know, Susan teaches cycling. It was like, hey, I'm 300 plus pounds. And we would do a lot of like, it was, I want to say like a 12 week program twice a week. You meet up, we do workouts. They are very centered to if you can't do a push up, do a knee push up. If you can't do a knee push up, do a wall push up. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, like, I love cheating at the gym if I can't do it. Entry, entry level stuff. Hitting. Yeah, but but it was very built around the idea that like, hey, anyone can do this in these 12 in these 12 weeks, you should lose at least 20, 30 pounds because you got a lot to lose. And that's when it starts coming off fast. But also you should pick up a lot of good habits. Like one of the weeks, one of the workouts was literally just like the the greater Dayton YMCA nutritionist came in and just talked about, hey, I don't expect you all to just go from being 300 plus pounds to suddenly eating nothing but like rice and grilled chicken every day but here's things you can cut out. Here's ways you can do this. Here's ways you can do that. And it was very much like an every man's, Hey, you're just guys and gals on the go. You're trying your best. Here's little things you can do to tune up where you will get healthier. You will feel better and more confident. You'll lose some weight. Things will go good, but I'd get one person every go around. It was like a three times a year thing. And for years I'd get one fucking person who would be like, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to hit this hard every day you'll see the change and I'm giving up this and I'm doing that. And they would lose like 50 pounds in 12 months and they would bust their ass and they would do so good. And then it would take, when you abstain from so much and push yourself so hard, it would just take one thing. Oh, I went to my sister's wedding and there was cupcakes out and it's not, Oh, Hey, I believe in balance. I've been working out three times a week. I'm doing my move to lose. I can have a cupcake and I'm not going to fucking die. It was I have abstained from everything for four months straight. These cupcakes are here. I ate 12 of them. And then I went home and threw up and I cried because I felt so bad that I had no willpower. And like, I, I, it is funny to laugh about because we've all been there. Been there. But like, I am, I am not a, like you are a very, I cried with these people kind of guy. I am not, I would cry with those people because I have been there and I have 100% understood the like, that shit was real. And it would be people that are sad. They're like, I did so much and I worked so hard and I did all this stuff and I lost 50 pounds and my coworkers notice and I feel so much better. Why can I not eat one cupcake? All of a sudden I'm eating 12. And I would tell them every time it's like, cause you're not, you're not 
making healthy changes, you're abstaining. And it's the same thing that like, if I That's told important. you for one, if I told you for one day, Hey, we're going to go to rat ink for eight hours. You cannot make any dirty jokes within an hour or two. It's not to say you couldn't go a day without making a dirty joke, right. but it's on your head and you're forcing yourself and it's not natural. So by hour two, you're already like, oh, 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 <laughs> like trying to not say it. Yeah. It's the same thing that it's like, Hey, you got to lose this weight. And nobody wants to take the, or not nobody, but in this case, these people don't want to take the route of like, Hey, this could take a whole year to lose a hundred pounds. There's going to be holidays where you don't get eat as much fucking pumpkin pie as you want and there's going to be times where you really want to sleep in but you got to get up and go on a walk there's going to be other days where you really want to sleep in and you just fucking sleep in uh there's going to be days where it's the fourth of july and so and so's cooking out i'm gonna eat a big ass cheeseburger and fucking love it when you guys were in town um i kept going to the gym yeah in town for like three days right but Tuesday night, we decided to go to Arcade Monsters. And then Ben, uh, one of the kids that lives in that, you know Ben, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Juan and so, Taco Bell. So he goes, yes. So he goes, oh man, I'm trying to fucking have some drinks tonight. And I'm like, you know what? I'll have some drinks with you. So then the next day, I woke up feeling like bowels. And like, I didn't really have a ton of drinks, but I ate a sh- I. I I had enough drinks where I got a healthy buzz. Then I ate bad food. And like, dude, alcohol and bad food in a system that's been running pretty clean, it's going to bog you down, right? It hits harder. So I didn't go to the gym the next day, but I didn't beat myself up for it because I even remember having this talk with myself. I was like, it was such a good time though. Yeah. I had so much fun. I love taking you specifically there because you're just a kid. You enjoy your place. Like you, you do like I do and you find which games like suck you in and you just play. Oh like, yeah. Like me and Ben were running around hanging out with Zen. So Donna didn't have to. And like, we were just having a blast, you know, babe. You guys baby going hard on Mortal Kombat 3. Dude, we fucking destroyed Mortal Kombat. That was when Donna was playing with him for, with Zen for a while. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Dude. He didn't win one time, <laughs> but I had so much fun playing with him on that. And like, just playing with all you guys and like playing with Zen, playing with Donna, you know, it was just like, it was, it was so much, it. it was so worth not feeling great the next day. Um, and just not even like, not even that I didn't feel great. Cause I felt fine, but like, it was just, that was hanging over me the rest of the day and then i didn't go to the gym so i was like huh well like i said i didn't beat myself up i just allowed myself to be where i was and enjoy the night before and yeah that's i do that a lot and then like i'll get back the scale is always an indicator because you know water weight and shit so like when you get on the scale and you're like oh i was down you know to 260 and now i'm up to 269 again i know that that's just water weight that's food weight but like just get healthier just do make better choices again and you're gonna get where you were because i remember we started this at 295 and now i'm down my lowest was 260 so far so like it's really cool to actually see weight come off um and i want to touch on trt the testosterone replacement stuff because if anyone is watching and was wondering about it I don't want anyone to go into it 
um, just as blindly as I did and ignorantly as I did, uh, I guarantee it helped, but like, it was actually annoying how high my sex drive got and it was uncomfortable. Um, uh, um. But I'm, I already have a high sex drive. So like, it was just too much. It was annoying, man. Um, it was, it was, it was uncomfortable and it was, it was unreasonable. It would just show up in weird times. I'm like, man, I'm trying to do this. This is annoying. Like, we don't want to think about that. So that was like really fucking weird. Um, and I'm already like, I already have trouble regulating my emotions sometimes. So yeah. I have to really, I really have to keep an eye on myself. And I had a couple of moments that were really like hard to deal with managing my mental wellness. Um, I had like this crazy streak of jealousy that popped up out of nowhere one day, uh, like insecurity, jealousy. So like, yeah. I, like dig into it and you know, what, what do I need to heal here? Of course, insecurity and jealousy. I need to, to learn how to heal more. But like, it sucked that it flared up so bad. I felt like I had to like call Donna in the other room and talk me off the ledge. And like, I was having a hard time looking at her. I was so upset with her already. And I knew I was being irrational. So like, okay, that's, you know, like the, the fucking rage that you can get from, from testosterone and things like that. Um, so that happened. That sucked. So that happened a couple of times. And I wasn't proud of that. So I'm glad that that's not, not and that, that specific thing didn't happen, but like anger and like frustration happened. A couple yeah. times. Um, and Donna understood it and like kept calling it out. Like, Hey, it's probably this. And I'm like, okay. Um, but I don't want to live my life like that. Cause that sucks. I don't like being scared. Yeah. I'm already a big dude. I don't want to be scary on top of that. It's, it's funny that you bring that up. Cause I had a uh, tattooed earlier today and my client brought her sister with her and her sister had like a really gnarly cough. And uh, she told me, she's like, hey, I'm not sick. Nothing's contagious. Um, she's like, I had bronchitis like four weeks ago and it's not contagious. They put me on antibiotics. They put me on steroids. I just can't quite get rid of the cough. Uh, my throat just still feels real like raw. So I keep like ah, trying to like clear it. And we talked about the steroids that they put you on because I get every fall. I get a, a sinus infection. It's freaking <laughs> clockwork. Um, and usually it doesn't even need antibiotics every time. It's usually a couple days. I feel kind of crummy. I take Dayquil. I maybe have to call in antibiotics. Um, but it just is in my inner ears a lot. Like it gets in that part of my sinuses and my cheeks swell up and my throat swells up and it's just really generally uncomfortable and I'm fine by that weekend. Uh, a couple of years ago, I had one that for whatever reason would not go away for like a month. It was the worst October of my life. I didn't enjoy Halloween. Everything was awful. I was constantly in pain. Um, like my teeth are not the best. And it was putting so much pressure on my bad teeth that they felt like they were going to explode. All of it was awful. But they put me on two rounds of steroids. And both times it was like a 10 to 12 round day. So I almost a month on steroids. And she was joking about how it like made her grumpy and hungry and retain water and all this stuff. That was me for a month. And that's just like the hospital steroids they give you for just like right. overcoming an infection. I, I was talking about, uh, oh, I can't think of the brand name because I'm trying to think of the brand in Nature Valley, like the Nature Valley, yeah. like uh, granola bars, like the crunchy ones um, with the little chocolate chips in them and all that. I was putting away like a dozen a day because I was so freaking hungry, but also because 
the only thing that relieved a lot of the jaw and the sinus pressure was chewing. And they had told me like, yeah, try to chew. And in their head, they're like, probably like gum or something in my head. I'm like, I'm on steroids and I'm hungry. And I just like, I would eat real food too, but I would like, that was my snack of choice. Like go to Sam's club or Costco, get the like hundred box. And I would wreck those things. And it did give me like some anger issues. Like I was just real grumpy and irritable. And I think it was, partially the steroids but it was partially that i'm in pain i'm retaining water so i'm mad about the fact that like this is me at like peak physical fitness dusty worked out all the time and now i'm like i'm undoing it all because i'm bloated because i'm retaining water and i'm eating a dozen granola bars a day (laughs) in pain and i'm mad and then the steroids make me matter and it would be like someone would walk up like hey man how's it going and i'm like fuck you shitty that's how it's going like i was like so fucking grumpy and hateful and that was she was talking about she's like yeah they put me on one round of steroids for like 10 days she's like i was so hungry all the time i was like smashing food i was getting upset like it it did you know the same stuff with her like it triggered a lot of anger issues and stuff and that stuff is no joke so then to take it from like this is just the medical like the doctor gives you this for steroids for you know a sinus infection to then turn it to you know you're slamming a big needle and you know I love the the mental image of like every after school special where it's like some guy that's like Arnold Schwarzenegger size like jamming a needle in another dude's butt cheek and they're like we're going to get so ripped like I can't imagine how much that would fuck with your brain and make you just like mad and like hungry and sleepy and just ugh. like yeah that's a lot and it was so like and then i was also injecting semaglutide which really uh, that's a diabetic medication they wanted to lower my sugar numbers to give me a better chance not have to be on diabetic medication but like i just want to talk about like the hormone replacement stuff it's actually really heavy shit so like if you're thinking about going to a hormone replacement doc to help you lose weight, gain muscle, do whatever, um, that is extreme stuff. Uh, and they're giving you some heavy medications that cost a lot of fucking money. So I would definitely suggest getting into a functional physician. I, I, I stumbled upon this guy because my chiropractor is my friend uh, and also my chiropractor and my client. Um, and her husband, both, they're both chiropractors and we're good friends. I think you've met them a couple times. Um, so they introduced us to Dr. Lon and I found out what functional physicians are. And like, we have a a membership with him where my whole family sees him for $400 a month, uh, as much as we need to. And he gives us free prescriptions within reason, uh, inside of that and like things like that. And he, like I said, he's more like a health life coach where he wants to help you achieve your goals. Um, so we brought him all, all my numbers and stuff and, and the regimen I was on. And he's like, well, you know, this, this and that. And I was like, oh shit. Okay. So now we're just trying to do it in this different way. But like, seriously, like the hormone stuff, I saw so much about it in the, in the, in social media. And a lot of my friends were doing it. Um, I didn't realize that like, it's not really the most long-term effective stuff. It's kind of like, I, I wanted to cheat a little bit. Like I said, I love cheating in the gym. I'm not a real cheater in real life, <laughs> um, but I love cheating in the gym because it's one of the only places you can cheat and actually win and cheating gets you winning so good, you know? Yeah. Like the, the push-up cheat, man. I've, I've always just done the push-ups I can in what style I can, you know? But like, it's just crazy because I've been doing all this work I'm finding myself getting strong as fuck again. And my muscles yeah. react to the weight 
very fast. And Donna is always like, yo, you're not going to lose weight because you're gaining so much muscle. And then my trainer also told me that. So I listened when he said it. Um, but like, I'm trying, I'm trying to take everything into consideration. The things like you said, I'm going hard, but I'm also not trying to make it miserable. You know, yeah. like I'm traveling next month and I may not stick with it. I'm going to try, you know, I'm traveling in October. I, I hope to stick with it. Um, you know, but at the same time, if I give myself a week off, maybe it's a week off I needed, you know? So yeah. like, I'm kind of thinking of it like that. Uh, so I'm just kind of trying to have grace with myself and allow myself to have a healthy lifestyle for the rest of my life. Because I also want to be the 70 year old that still can wakeboard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My dad died at 71. I love that man. And I wish he was still here. So I want to fucking not have people saying that story about me when I'm gone. Like I want them to say, man, that motherfucker was wakeboarding the day he died. He actually was 112 <laughs> and took a wakeboard to the head. That's how he died. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make sure I get as much out of life as I need because I don't, I, I don't know how many more runs of this we get, you know, <laughs> like, sorry, you, you said wakeboard to the head. And all I could think of was that Donna was the one that threw it. Uh, just... <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, dude? Like, I just want to yeah. be here for as long as I can. So uh, if anyone's out there and they want to have the same things, I was so unmotivated and I didn't want to do it. But like, find a why that makes enough reason to you. And my family has turned out to be my why. And then the funny thing is, uh, seeing my shaman, she told me, your family is the legacy you leave behind. Not the money, not the businesses, not the real estate, none of that. Like. Your family is what your legacy is. And I was like, huh, this family thing keeps coming up a lot as something that's important to me. So like, it's just become like the reason why I feel it's necessary to find a workout and diet and lifestyle program that I love and stick with it. And yeah. so, you know, like I went kayaking the other day with men, with my men's group that I attend with um, my son and uh, Jaden and Brandon that live in the house. Uh, and it was really cool to like be with other men, but also my kids, but doing something healthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, like, for that, sure. That shit hurts. Like I did a shoulder workout before I went and kayaked. So it was a bad idea, yeah. but it was just shoulder day. So I was like, fuck, but like, it was really cool. Cause it did hurt and it pushed me, but I was also with these people that inspire me to just be a better person. And it was really cool. So that was part of my self-care that was part of my physical health. That was part of my mental wellness. Like there was so much going on in just one, one thing that like was fun to do that I really wanted to do. So yeah, uh, yeah. Make sure what you're doing you love because and make make sure you just put it into your life. Like yoga is weird, but it doesn't have to be. That's why DDP does it. So you know, for yeah, the people, yoga. <laughs> yeah, like um, where there's this new place opening called Hotworks that they uh have TVs inside of infrared saunas where you can go and yeah. do hot for 30 minutes. Um, so me and Donna are going to start doing that when they open and it's only two to three people per sauna. So like we have our own private little like sweet dick, little date night type yoga, <laughs> hot yoga thing where we're dying, working out, making ourselves healthy and like living and like loving and connecting on a deeper level and i'm getting emotional like it's cool like 
that I'm finding ways to make that happen in my wellness routine and my wellness plan. Yeah. Instead of this bitch always blocks me from going to the gym, you know, like, cause that's been my story for a while. And now I'm changing that story. And like, it's Donna actually as my partner and wants to see me grow and develop uh, in the ways that I need to. And she wants to support me and all that. And I'm so happy for, for her, for being that for me and allowing that. And then the fact that I have that in my life, it's just really cool. So I wanted to also mention this human that is drawing. Um, it's, I don't even know what your name is because it's J Hen two or something. Uh, so I don't want to just make a mistake, but you are very inspiring. It's so cool to watch you creating art in front of us while we're talking about feelings. Cause like, as I'm watching this, like my feelings about creating art are coming up and it's so cool to just watch this person, like create beautiful art uh, so loosely. So yeah, I just had to say something about that because it's like, Pretty cool to watch. So I don't Thanks, know if you can hear me. It's but... Jen. Oh, it's Jen. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was Jen or like, you know, it was like Jay Han. So I just didn't want to like uh, say the wrong thing. But yeah, dude, you're fucking really impressive. Like, it's so cool watching you and like seeing how loose you are. But like, I see it all come together. Uh, it's really inspiring. And it's also, it makes me feel good about the way I create because I'm very loose and weird. So, uh, well, thank really, you. No, you're very welcome. I'm really inspired to watch you draw. This is really cool. And paint at, at the same time. So yeah, sorry. I know I just changed topics. <laughs> it's really fucking um, I'm just like, oh, what's happening now? It's is it a man? At first I thought you were doing a monkey on the other one, and then it turned out to be this awesome fruit bowl. And you know, now like this looks a little bit more like a man or a person. So yeah, really cool watching you create. And then just talking while I'm watching you create is really cool too. So uh, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. I'm early days, but I think these topics are so important just for self-care and, you know, having many days of doing good art. I, uh, I'm very late in the game. I just joined as a tattoo artist a year and a half ago and I'm 34. So you know, I'm thinking about these things. How do I take care of myself and, you know, provide for my family for a long time? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm yeah. glad you bring that up because like that's, yeah, I mean, you've been listening. That's where I am. Uh, it's important. But like, it's cool because I'm 42 now and things are different in my life. And I actually don't really work as much as I used to. And life is a lot more calm and I've been feeling that lately. So like for all the years of struggling as a starving artist, I felt like I did even though I was making good money, just managing it poorly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm finally to a place where like I set these goals a few years ago and Don always jokes that I have six full-time jobs, but like I don't have to be at any of them all the time. <laughs> you know like the shop runs itself so i can be the leader when i need to be and take care of things when i need to be and i get to be a tattooer when i want to be um and i get to make money while doing that and then i have other streams of income that are just like slowly working and some are fast working and so it's like i've always got these different things that i get to do in this life and it's been so weird being able to realize that lately so thank you also jen for helping me realize uh you know that i'm in a good spot and i appreciate it and 
if you if anyone out there is listening and is in a in the struggle spot, man, I've fucking struggled for years, dog. <laughs> uh, I struggled a lot, and I still struggle in a lot of different ways, just not in the ways that I used to. Um, and I think the fact that I've accepted that struggle is just going to be, and that's why, like, I think I like the gym again because, like, struggle is just going to be, like, I struggle through the gym stuff. I struggle worrying about new investment opportunities. I struggle with my tattoo shit. I struggle with my coaching career. Like I struggle with my relationships with food and alcohol and fucking everything and people like, so no matter what, we're always going to struggle. But um, I think that's kind of the point of that little rant. I feel like we're always going to struggle at some point and life is hard. So choose your heart. Right. So like if it's having a good wellness plan, then, then that might be your hard, like staying on the path, but like, life's always going to be hard uh so yeah yeah it's it's if every day is great no day is great if everybody's funny nobody's funny if everybody's you know it's it's that that kind of the yeah if everybody's special then no one's special there's always going to be hardship but like you said choose your hard yeah uh is is it hardship of i'm stressing out over money because I make great money and I had a slow week and I'm panicking over nothing or is it I'm stressing <laughs> over money because I have a dollar to my name because I made bad choices and it kind of led me to here. Uh, e- even when you have it good, you're going to figure out ways to have it bad. And it's good for perspective. It's good really? to be able to have a bad week and look at it and be like, man, I've really got it pretty good overall or, oh, this is great. Uh, I'm, you know, the whole phrase first world problems is a thing for a reason. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't have them, but it is very (laughs) first world problems. Yeah. It's, you know, it's still a thing that happens. It doesn't make them not real. It just hopefully grants us the perspective to take a step back and be like, wow, that was a really, you know, uh, I, I got uh pizza last night because I spent way too much time uh just getting all of my shit together after being in florida like straight from the flash sale straight from akron yada like i just i'm gonna eat some bad food and chill out for a night and uh somehow they just doused which is also self-care and somehow they just like absolutely doused this pizza with olives that were not requested and were not on the ticket or anything uh but it was only on half the pizza for some reason so i just ate the other half and was like wow this is not the hardest thing to ever happen to me right. it's a bummer because they don't deliver to my area so i had to go drive to get it and stuff and then you get home and you're like huh uh but like that, that, that it's such a non-problem you can acknowledge right. that it's there that it's kind of a bummer while equally being like my life isn't bad well you know uh like i said I, my relationship with alcohol is something i manage um because i like to drink a lot so i need to make sure i don't drink a lot because it's not good for me <laughs> yeah it's not good for anything in my life. So the other morning at breakfast, yesterday morning, um, I was thinking about if I wanted a tea or an alcoholic beverage and Donna like cut me off before I could order the alcoholic beverage. And then it gave me the break to decide, you know what, I'm going to get a tea instead. And so I did that and it felt really good. And uh, it was interesting how like that just kind of happened on accident. And I got for a second, but I was like, no, let me just be happy with this and make peace with the decisions that were made for me. Speaking of Donna. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, mod- moderation's huge. That and that was what you were just saying. Like again, with all the people in Move to Lose and stuff, that would like the one hardcore person every go round that would be so diligent on everything and then when they finally cracked would eat like a whole dozen cupcakes and get real sick and feel awful about themselves right um you know it's like dude if you would have just had like a, a fun size hershey bar even just some sort of chocolate once a week something would have been okay with, yeah. and 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 it's a weird one to say with drugs and alcohol because addiction is real and it's a whole different thing but with people that are like you that are like oh i can have some drinks here and there this isn't about me trying to abstain. This is just about, I don't want to be drunk all the time. If you go out once in a blue moon and have a drink, it's going to go a lot better. If you go out and get wrecked for the first time in ever, like it plays hell on your body. It creates a lot of issues. If you just have a drink or two here or there, like your body is going to roll a lot better with it. It's the same. It's the same with working out. Ironically enough that the amount of people who, don't work out and are like, I'm going to get into a regiment, but they don't like couch to 5k or they don't ease into stuff. You can fuck your body up really good doing that sort of stuff. Um, You know, shin splints are something a lot of friends of mine that got, thankfully I've never had them, but friends of mine that have got into running, even people that are killer at running, they just, oh man, I took a couple months off. Winter was long family stuff. They try and hop right back in like nothing happened. And then they're like, oh, my legs are wrecked. And now I can't run it all for months. I have to let it heal up. Um, there's just so much of that stuff that, yeah, just moderation and setting proper goals and being realistic just goes so far. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that's what I, I think I've taken everything that I've done over the past bunch of years and put it all together and made it work for me finally, because like, I don't want to quit the gym. I don't want to quit being healthy. I want to get, I want to get my point, my place to a point of healthy where I can just maintain it and enjoy myself and live my life. Um, And still, if I want to get gains, you know, here and there, I'm sure I'll probably still fluctuate throughout life, but like I'm enjoying the ride of knowing, getting the accomplishment of I'm taking care of myself and I don't have to be mad at myself for not taking care of myself. This is actually really nice. And then it goes from not just, I'm not taking care. I'm actually not just not taking care of myself. I'm investing in myself and I'm really proud of myself. And that changes the narrative in my head too. So instead of coming from this point of like less than and lack, I'm coming from a place of accomplishment and pride and good pride. Not yeah. pride you know, like pride in, in my accomplishments because I, because you, you're the only one that can, can do it for yourself. So like, yeah. there's this whole other side of, mental wellness that comes from taking care of yourself that it's like wow like dude i'm mad at myself because i haven't gone wakeboarding uh enough recently and i i called it out yesterday and Jaden and brandon were like yes i want to go wakeboarding so like i got wakeboarding homies to go with me and i know i need to go wakeboarding because it's part of my self-love routine and i haven't done it once so like so, and that's another thing, instead of getting myself to the point where I'm mad at myself for not wakeboarding enough, just wakeboard enough, you know, yeah. like make time for myself more. Uh, it's been, it's been a weird ride trying to figure out the balance. Oh, wow. That's maybe where I'm imbalanced in certain areas, not giving enough to me. So, you know, that's important as well as taking care of your family and taking care of yourself, like taking care of yourself, like balance that shit. Make sure you take time off, make sure you take vacations. Uh, that's just important. And make sure like you give yourself time off from the regimen. 
but also don't make the regimen too strict, as Dusty pointed out, because yeah. I've always fucking quit the gym when I made it too hard on myself. Balance is the big issue, and you use the word balance a lot, and a big part of balance is uh, actually having balance. You know, you if you are getting paid a million dollars by Marvel to train with the best guy and to get jacked to play Captain America, yeah, that's your job. You kind of have to get jacked and play Captain America. Uh, If you're Robbie Rapole and you just want to be healthy so that you can live longer, so you can enjoy time with your family and, you know, not have your shoulders hurt all the time from tattooing and stuff, you can do that in a healthy way at the gym that still allows you to take a day off a week to just go fuck off and eat a big slice of pizza and know that you can still lose weight because the good you're doing outweighs the little bit of, eh, I'm going to have a cheat meal. Uh, if If you ever want to have a good laugh, but also just be like really mind blown look up the rocks cheat meal day when he finishes a movie it's insane the dude eats like four pizzas like a dozen pancakes a whole sheet of brownies like and he can do that because he's working out so hard and he's doing so good that he probably feels like ass that day but his body metabolizes all that he probably does that and loses a pound somehow because his (laughs) body is so trained to go at it that you know that's that big yeah if you go on a walk every day for like a mile, but you also eat a hot fudge Sunday every day, they're probably not going to balance out. You might gain a little weight. If you have a cheat meal once or twice a week and you're going to the gym three, four days a week and you're really focusing on doing better, it's going to outweigh that cheat meal so much that like you're going to be fine. You're still going to gain strength. You're going to lose weight. You're going to live into your 90s. Everything will be fine. So you have to allow yourself that or else like why even be that in shape? Yeah, like to to live a life where you're constantly just working, attaining, being in better shape, or is it so that you can, you know, go wakeboarding with your kid without feeling like your body is completely taking a shit on you? Um, it's definitely a big balance game, and I think most people don't want to necessarily. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'd love to have a six pack and be able to lift a Buick above my head, but like <laughs> most most people are more entertained by the idea of seeing themselves in the mirror and not being disgusted, um, physically appearing like appeasable to your partner or, you know, whatever, to be able to go on a jog without dying, to be able to go to work and work your work day without feeling like your body's falling apart. Yeah. To just live your life without medical worries. And it's such a funny thing. Cause like, when you get sick, even just like, oh, I have a cold, I have to take DayQuil, uh, you notice it, you notice it, you notice it, you're like, God, every morning when I take a shower, when I get my seasonal allergies in the fall, just crap is coming out of me and I'm steaming it out and I'm like, I hate this so much. After about 10, 12 days, it kind of goes away, like that initial, like, oh, I have the the fall cold or whatever. Uh, But it's funny that you wake up one day and you don't just like, oh, I feel so much better. You just kind of wake up feeling normal and go about your day. And it's usually a day or two later that you're like, oh, I don't really have to take DayQuil. I think I feel better. When things are going right, you almost have a tendency to not notice it because they're going right. When you're feeling bad and you're eating garbage and you're not working out, you notice all the time because just getting off the couch, you're like, oh, fuck my back. I'm dying. When you're doing it right you may not wake up every morning and feel like you're looking in the mirror, like, ah, you know, I'm great. It's you're more waking up and just being like, Oh, I woke up without pain. I got out of bed. 
I had fed my kid and changed his diaper and went to work and you don't notice the good because it becomes so commonplace that you're like, Oh, I just feel like I'm living comfortably. But like once a week, you'll stop and really think about it and be like, damn, I actually slept good last night. My back doesn't hurt. Um, you know, my pet, there is no cooler feeling. Well, no, I'm going to amend that at the end. One of the coolest feelings in the world is putting on clothes that are a little tight a couple weeks later and them not being tight anymore. Uh, I was going to say nothing feels better than that, but I think a Reese's peanut butter egg actually. Uh, that was my, my friend Jade said that once. She said, no skinny will ever feel as good as a Reese's peanut butter egg taste. And I'm like, oh. you're right. But if you do it right, you can have one of those once in a while and still lose some weight and just be balanced because you get to be somebody whose knees don't hurt and has regular peanut butter intake so i had a reese's peanut butter cup tattooed on this hand until recently um so i i feel you on on a million ways i feel you uh yeah bro and that that's the thing i'm just i think that that's like the happiest place just being able to if i want to have some drinks have some drinks if i want to have some food have some food um and then on days like yesterday where I was like, no, I feel better not having drinks. And then I, my stomach was mad at me for eating so much yummy food. So, you know, like I <laughs> learned, I learned that my body might react in ways that I'm not a hundred percent in love with sometimes because of the food intake. So, all right, let's, um, let's think about it and don't overindulge, uh, but still indulge, you know? So like, I think we're always learning that balance the whole way through. You know, and, and, and it it applies to everything because I know so many people that financially live check to check, and it is not their pay's problem. It's not their job's problem. It's not their bills' problem. It is their problem. If they made eight dollars an hour, they would spend eight dollars an hour. If they made forty dollars an hour, they would spend forty dollars an hour. And it's, it's weird to be in a place physically, mentally, financially, even where like, oh, hey, I work hard to have money, um, but I don't want to just hoard it. Every once in a while, we can go on a trip to somewhere or let's go out to a really nice meal or, you know, I want to take everybody out to the movies and, you know, let's let's have a night out. And you can do that because you work hard to make money. There's more than enough to cover the bills and emergencies in there. You've got some excess. Like, it's all about balance. Why would you not spend that excess here and there on, like, I want to treat myself to a new pair of shoes or sometimes not even fun ones. Uh, Between all the traveling and all that stuff, my car is pretty close to oil change time. It's nice to know that financially I have the sort of money that when I go in, because they always find something. Uh, no matter what it is, it could be something as simple as like, oh, your wipers are due. Sometimes they're like, oh, you have this wacky fucking new Honda CRT transmission thing that needs to be flushed every 40,000 miles to the tune of like $500. Uh, you know, they're always going to hit you something. Uh, the upstairs of this house, the ceiling freaking collapsed, like not a ton of it, but like a big enough thing that a human body could just fall through it uh, because they... <laughs> It's it's like a six by six hole in the living room ceiling. You can just look at the attic because this house was built back in like the 30s when they used this like heavy ass like tile ceiling stuff that's like just trying to throw it in the trash. Lifting up a, you know, two by two square chunk was like 50 pounds. Of course the fucker fell. It's heavy as shit. 
Uh, and it's a house that has settled for almost a century. So like things of, you know, the, the guy's coming out this week, he's going to fix it and everything. But like my part of the bargain, like I ponied up three grand. It was cool to have it. It's not the most exciting thing. I'm not even upstairs. Like I don't see the ceiling. I'm hanging out down here. Uh, but it's good to know that the the house is in good shape, that everything's taken care of, and that financially, because tattooing has treated me really well, that I can just hand the guy the money, uh, and it's good. Which is funny because it was brought up like, is cash okay? Is that do you have to keep it on the books? Whatever. And the guy's response was like, I'm going through a divorce. Cash would be great. Um, so <laughs> you know, but this 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 guy's gonna replace the ceiling. It's really cool to know. I mean, there's times in my life where if the ceiling had fallen in and they're like, it's going to be a hundred dollars to fix it. I would have been like, I'm fucked. I guess I just have to find a new place to live. Like I can't live under the wall. <laughs> I don't have a hundred dollars. That's fucking Scrooge McDuck money. Um, but like, it's, it's good to be in that place. But the moral of that being that like financially you have to be able to live in that balance and spend it sometimes mentally you have to have days where you're just like hey i've been working really hard and staying goal oriented i just want to scroll through reddit and watch bluey and fuck off all day um you know you've got to be able physically same deal to work out and to take care of your body and to do what you need to do to live a happy healthy life but once in a blue moon be like i'm not jogging today i'm eating a pizza and i'm eating Reese cups and it's just going to make me that more rested and happy and motivated to do it tomorrow and get right back on track. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly how it is for me. And it's, it's fun. Cause I am kind of an extremist. So like, I don't mind eating like a ball of sack on Sunday and then like doing a 24 hour fast, even on Monday, you know, like balancing yeah. things out. Like I've, and that's, that's the thing I like about this, this workout program and this trainer, I'm finding ways to like, just maneuver and enjoy the maneuvering process uh, without feeling weird about it. And, you know, it's like, it doesn't have to be this guilt ridden thing. It's like, I'm seeing progress and I'm staying on a program that feels good and I want to keep doing it, you know, but like, there's so many fun things to do like kayaking and stand up paddleboarding and hot yoga that I'm going to be doing that stuff too. When I don't feel like hitting the gym you know, in six months, eight months, you know, when I get tired of going to the same building over and over, you know, so like, I'm kind of stoked that like, I know that there's going to be change and I'm not going to beat myself up for changing, but I'm staying active. Like I want to buy- You're going to find your version of it. Right. Like I want to buy a tonal, those fucking gyms that are like, like the mirror type gym with the bench that comes out and the cables that come out from it. Yeah. Like hundred percent electronic weight, very fucking- size conscious but like many people living in the house i don't really have a space for it when the boys get their own house i'll probably do that and then then i'll be able that'll be getting out of being at the gym go to the house and do my house workouts because i really like a house workout man it's so nice like it's one of my favorites because i i I get to choose who's around me because there's always people around me at all aspects of my life so like it's kind of nice to just be alone sometimes and like I'm usually pretty angry when I work out and that's where I work out a lot of my anger. So like, I don't want to be around people cause I don't want to try and be nice. I just want to be grumpy by myself and have weird conversations in my own head or listen to a book or something. Yeah. I totally or sing get it. Cry, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just blast out some bench presses and cry, you know, normal stuff. dude, I have cried while working out so much. 
and in so many public gyms. <laughs> My second divorce, there was this really weird, like super bodybuilder style gym that um, my trainer was a fucking giant. And uh, bro, he'd fucking train me on weights for an hour. And then I he'd have me do stair stepper for an hour. And I was going through so much emotional turmoil through my divorce. I was just like, I'd be fucking on that stair stepper crying for like 20 minutes. <laughs> or sometimes the whole hour on and off. Oh my God, it was so <laughs> rough, man. But like crying is kind of a happy place for me because if I'm crying in the gym, that means I'm doing something right. I'm <laughs> so every time I cry in the gym, I'm like, all right, that's where we are. We got to get tougher than that, but at least we learned how to make ourselves cry again. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's part of, that's part of my happy place. It's weird. I have to go through these like little challenge things. It's odd. That's fair. But you know, everybody operates on their own wavelength and I'm just, you know, my own groovy, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are 30 minutes over time. So we uh, tend to do that. Yeah. And, uh, I just kind of let it roll this time. I kept watch. I watched the clock a little bit, but dude, the first 43 minutes sped by so fast. I didn't imagine we weren't going over. So yeah, uh, it happens. It's nice. It's nice. And Jen, it was wonderful having you and watching you create art. You're a phenomenal artist. Um, and I'm really happy that you're a tattooer because you bring a lot of like real artistry to our craft. So keep killing the game. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your podcast. I definitely want to join yeah. more. Thank Heck you yeah. for being here as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's very easy to 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 think that we're doing nothing by just sitting here talking to computers and phones. Um, <laughs> but it's nice to hear that like people are stoked about what we do here and what we talk about. Uh, for somebody that talks about mental health so much, I still get weird about talking about it sometimes because I feel like people don't want to hear that lame weird sissy shit in the tattoo world so i'm glad that we're breaking that stigma and i'm glad that it's well received and appreciated so thank you very much for that feedback jen i appreciate that more than you know absolutely y'all take care you too and uh thank you gabe guy everybody at reinventing for giving us this place that we can do the thing talk about feelings the thing that tattooers don't really do so much uh so thanks for giving us that space and uh, thanks for making Reinventing the Tattoo and for hosting us and uh, for giving us the creative outlet to talk about our feelings because I do believe this is healthy and therapeutic for me and Dusty. So yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys all for tuning in and uh, I love y'all. Have a great fucking day.